0: An alarming new report on the state of the marine environment shows the oceans are rising faster, becoming hotter, more acidic, Dirtier, and that is all making it harder for Tonga creatures to survive. Three quarters of identified tanga species are threatened or close to threatened by extin- extinction. Most of our sea and shore birds are threatened, and it's getting harder for shellfish such as piwa to grow, while pipi are smothered by sediments. And the report shows it is because of the way we live the way we use land and water, grow food, mismanage waste nutrients and resources and exploit our oceans. I asked the Oceans, Fisheries and Environment Minister David Parker whether we were doing enough to prevent the irreversible loss of marine ecosystems.
1: Well I suppose the most disturbing part of the report on the marine environment is the things that are in part beyond our control which is changing sea temperatures caused by climate change and in some ways they're the greatest risk and we've seen that in the last summer with thousands of salmon dying in a marine farm every day in the Marlborough Sounds region because of changing sea temperatures. But there are other aspects that we can do better on. Uh, you know, Obviously, we've got to reduce our own climate emissions, but even that's not enough to stop climate change. Uh, in respect of the effect of land-based activities on sea, there is a bit of good news in there. Uh, there is some evidence that there is less loss of nutrient from the land. Uh, the last two years, we've had a 5% decrease in uh, nitrogenous uh, artificial fertilizers being used. That's 5% per annum. And so there's less of that being flushed down our rivers into the sea. And so there are fewer algal blooms than used to be the case. So that's a good trend, but we've still got plenty of work that we need to do on land, particularly around sediment.
0: You talk about bringing down emissions, and I do just want to quickly touch on that. Uh, It is a hot topic, no pun intended. But in terms of trying to find the government, trying to find the right balance between pleasing the farmers and then pleasing the environmentalists on both sides, neither are very happy right now. Is is the government trying too hard to, to find a balance when it needs to be a bit bolder in order to curb climate change, in order to prevent these sorts of things from happening?
1: Well, there are two halves to our emissions in New Zealand. There are the half that comes from farming and methane and nitrous oxide, and the other half is uh, carbon dioxide. In respect of carbon dioxide, the part from electricity is increasingly under control. Uh, Transport emissions rely upon the move to electric cars and public transport, but you can see that we're making progress in that through things like the clean cow discount. In respect of the farming sector, the methane emissions and the emissions from fertiliser are hard to reduce, but the Heiwaka-Ekanoa proposal would see progress being made in that regard.
0: Many Tonga species are suffering or lost, as this report tells us, uh, and it is because although you say it's out of our control, we do have some control. The treaty did promise Tanga over taonga and whenua. Has the Crown essentially failed in order to protect these Tonga species?
1: Well, I I think it's true that in respect of the territorial sea, a lot of the adverse environmental effects are caused by uh, intensive land use practices, uh, both in cities and in rural areas. Uh, Now, in in respect of of those issues, uh, we are making progress on reducing fertiliser losses, which is resulting in fewer algal blooms than would be the case if we hadn't reduced those. We've got some ways to go in respect of sediment loss but the National Policy Statement on Freshwater Management that we've upgraded uh, will help, uh, as is some of the work that we're doing. you know, We're spending a $100 million in the Kuiper of taxpayers' money trying to get these sediment under control through catchment management groups and planting out riparian margins. And then on the plastics front, we've got the Plastics Innovation Fund. We're banning some hard-to-recycle plastics, uh, and we're coming up with biodegradable alternatives so that we have less plastic getting into the oceans.
0: Mm. I do want to come back to the treaty, though, because some of the examples you've outlined there are being led by iwi and hapū, Māori and their communities. Have successive governments failed to uphold the obligations to the treaty in order to ensure that Māori can protect their waterways and the Tonga species? Has that been avoided and neglected by the Crown? And, and this is a contributing factor as to where we've found ourselves now.
1: Well, actually, I don't think there's a difference in ethic between uh, Māori and non-Māori in respect of the environment. We all believe in the connectedness between different parts of the uh, environment, for example, between land use practices and what happens at sea, Uh, and we all want to reduce pollution levels. Uh, I think it's true that as a country we rested on our laurels uh, across all sectors of society, believing uh, really what became a bit of a myth that we were... Good guardians of the environment, and it's true that you know we're better than some other countries, but it's also true that in recent decades our environment in New Zealand has continued to degrade.
0: So, you're likening the kaitiakitanga of Maori and non Maori as the equivalent?
1: I think there is largely a shared environmental ethic uh, across Maori and non Maori. Um, uh, there are obviously individuals uh, within all sectors of society who worry more about environmental issues than uh, some others. But uh, but I know that uh, leaders of the environmental movement from within Māori and in non-Māori groups share the same ideals, which is to reduce pollution so as to protect our natural environment. <laughs>
0: Do we risk losing safe access to moana for diving, swimming and fishing and those sorts of things? I I guess to kind of bring it back to more tangible examples of what we should be concerned about as Aotearoa based on this report.
1: Well, my greatest concern in respect of land-based effects on the environment is actually sediment. Uh, You know, sediment washing off the land uh, is reducing the amount of photosynthesis for seaweed, for example. Our kelp beds are less thick. Uh, because there's less light uh, penetrating to depth. Uh, So uh, yes, that poses risks to the marine environment that are increasingly well understood and we've just got to do better.
0: Mm -hmm. While I've got you, Minister, with your Attorney General Pōtai on, uh, police breaching privacy and laws taking and keeping photographs of rangatahi and now the police minister says photos needed or, or are useful and he's open to changing the law. The ministers effectively condone current actions which involve racial stereotyping and contribute to excessive Māori and Pacifica imprisonment. You know, is, are we looking at a borough breach here and why would the government even consider sanctifying these with new laws?
1: Well, as Attorney-General, I actually don't have policy responsibility for those uh, changes that rests with the Minister of Police and the Minister of Justice. If legislation was to come forward to change those laws, then that would be assessed uh, by me in terms of Bill of Rights uh, compliance, but there's no such proposal at present.
0: And that was the Oceans, Fisheries and Environment Minister, David Parker.